0: Driven in by Sabri, and it's Kazim, he's hit the bar again! It's crossed the line, it's a goal for Ere Borel. Turkey have the lead! But Ere Borel so well placed that he just bundled beyond the reach of Jens Lehmann. Sabri to his right. Sabri once more eager to get involved. Impressive display from the Galatasaray defender. And he's away here, it's Sabri! Turkey have levelled it again! It's semi-centre!
1: To moment He'll never forget. And that's it! Turkey go through! And quite incredibly, Rustu, the 35-year-old goalkeeper, is their hero! Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Teams of Our Lives. My name is Marcus Speller. He is Andy Brassel.
0: Did you bring the kids? I told you to mind the kids.
1: Oh, I have, Andy. I very much have. Good. Today, we are talking about Fatty Tirim's Turkey of Euro yes. 2008 that reached the semi-finals. They were the comeback kings, Andy. You cannot deny.
0: I don't know if you have this currently in your head, but I have uh, Denis Denis by Blondie playing in my head, but with the words Kazim Kazim.
1: I didn't, and I still don't. Go on. Ah, Kazim,
0: Kazim, I'm so in love with
1: you. Oh, I thought the only one I could think of was Kazim, Kazim. That's all I
0: had. Oh, nice. I I, I like it. It's it's limitless, really. Um, Limitless. You know know what? This Turkey side was so incredibly good to watch. And the, the, the history of Turkish football in the international arena, particularly in the last, like, 30 35 years very strange it's 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 absolutely extraordinary and i think the progress Mm. is remarkable when you think of you go back to Mm -hmm. 88 losing eight eight nil to england at wembley and then 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 you flip on to what 2001 it was qualified for the 2002 world cup wasn't it Well, when he got feisty at the stadium at the stadium of life
1: 2004 qualified for 2004
0: 2004 you're you're quite right it was in 2002 wasn't it and um the the first half of that turkey absolutely played england off the park it was extraordinary the 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 way they passed the ball Mm. and um you know in between you've got first ever tournament Mm -hmm. euro first ever finals tournament euro 96 six years later Mm. as we mentioned on the ramble recently before the, the the euro started 6 years later the world cup semi-finalists
1: it's it, it, it's it, remarkable it, it really is madness i mean i'm glad you said that because they, they they've only appeared at world cup finals twice in their history they did they did withdraw after qualifying a couple of times or once or twice maybe back in the 50s they hmm. did play in 54 went out in the group stages but as you say finished third in 2002 and it was a it was a ronaldo goal that knocked them out in the semi-final uh, for brazil of course um, they haven't qualified for the World Cup since then, uh, and in the Euros they've only appeared five times, including Euro 2020, which of course at the time of recording we, um, the, the the tournament hasn't kicked off. Um, and it, it is madness they've gone out twice in the groups, they reached the quarters in 2000 and the semis in um, two, 2008. Obviously, 2020 is yet to be determined at the time of recording. Uh, but I mean, but in between times though, Andy the, of the Euros, I mean they only just. Missed out in Euro 2004. that were just edged out by England in the group and were beaten by Hmm. Latvia. Seems odd to say, but they were a decent side, Latvia. Um, Oh, they've had
0: some trouble with Latvia down the years. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my
1: giddy aunt. And then they narrowly missed out on qualification for World Cup 2006, losing to Switzerland in a playoff on away goals.
0: One of the most violent playoffs you will ever see. Oh,
1: yes. Um, Oh,
0: my goodness. Yes.
1: But uh, but, but in 2008... It it uh, it, it clicked for them, and most of their squad played in Turkey. Emery played for Newcastle. Nihat, forgive pronunciation, was at Vareo. How do you pronounce that one, Andy?
0: Nihat. Oh, it is Nihat. Okay.
1: Uh, Tunçay was at uh, Middlesbrough, and Alton Top played for Bayern. the aforementioned Colin Kazim-Richards was in the squad, but he was applying his trade at, at Fenerbahce at the time. So, Yeah,
0: he just completed his first season at, at, at Fenerbahce. Yeah. A, a move that left people so curious. Oh, yeah. That move made Kazim. <laughs> I, I think people thought he was um, somewhere between a, you know, championship Premier League type player, you know, yeah, it's sort yeah. of in the Huckabee zone, absolutely, really. Absolutely. Uh, and then um, goes to Fenerbahce. Mm-hmm. Um Gets picked for the Turkish national team. Mm-hmm. From there, I mean, going into this tournament, he only had two caps, so this was really the the, the start for him of everything. I mean, obviously now he's been everywhere yeah. and, and and still playing. And what a wonderful, varied career he's had for you know someone 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 who got basically binned off by Arsenal, who who, who <laughs> thought that you know who, who thought they he wasn't he wasn't good enough yeah. for them. Did, so- didn't you come across him once
1: in a Champions League game?
0: yeah i did um Far away. <laughs> yeah, it it's an amazing interview experience we'll, we'll we'll come back to that in a bit i i think what's what's worth looking at here is that um he was he was someone we would seen um muzzy is it of course mm. before um succeed in the premier League and then go on to 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 play for turkey but this was a guy who properly assimilated mm. who, who did did an incredible job and who um the, the aforementioned Fatih Turin was very fond of mm-hmm. um for for obvious reasons um it was so energetic so lively versatile and really fitted into this team I mean if you go back to the start of the tournament though after that first game no one is expecting everything I, I was at that game um between Portugal and Turkey at the um Stade de Suisse in Geneva and once uh Pepe broke it open like Portugal would like, properly good. You know, yeah. they're one of the favorites for the tournament. Um Turkey were beaten 2-0. And from there, it was it, it was going to be tough for them, mm-hmm. I, I think, because at this point, the Czechs, who, as, as I've said, I'm sure a million times before, should have won Euro 2004. They, should have, yeah. they, were, the, they, they were the best team there. They were fantastic. Yeah. Um A little bit older, but still a, a very, very good team. Yeah. Um And before that, you had the game against Switzerland, of mm. course, that, 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 that Turkey played. And um, they went 1-0 down in that. And that was a most extraordinary game um, because there was an electrical storm at Basel <laughs> and it, it, it knocked out the international TV pictures yeah. for a bit. And it, it felt like it was, it was some sort of doomsday <laughs> scenario there. You had the goal that looked like it was going to knock them out of the... The tournament mm. scored by Hakan Yakin for Switzerland, who had Turkish parents, obviously. Mm. So, an, an, an interesting twist there. And just about as they would say in France, Turkey pulled it out with the forceps. <laughs> um, you had the the, the semi-centre equaliser, and then Arda Turan coming in from the left and and scoring right into stoppage time at the end. We're still absolutely teaming down. And that, I guess, was the moment where Turkey found some sort of inner belief because even though it was really scrappy, Mm -hmm. it was the first bit of them becoming the comeback kings of the the tournament. I mean, of course, what they did against the Czechs in Geneva in in, in Game 3 was on a different level. They were 2-0 down to a really good side who were absolutely hammering them. They end up scoring three goals in the last fifteen minutes oh, and going through to um, the last eight at the expense of the, the the Czechs, which was an absolutely seismic shock. I mean, Peter Czech still just coming yeah, back from that terrible injury, of course, that he suffered at, at, at Reading. He made the, the critical error mm. for uh, what the, the, the first knee hat goal, wasn't it, where mm-hmm. he overstretched for the cross lost sight of it, fumbled it, a very unchecked error. Mm-hmm. And um, Nihat put it in and, th- and then they went on and and won the game amid amazing celebration. But, you know, this is Terim's whole philosophy, this idea of dying with your boots on. Yeah. He, he said when he first, I remember he said to me that when he first got the um, Turkey job, um, he he said uh when he was appointed manager in his introductory press conference the one thing i'm not going to ask you to the media is to be patient because we're already patient we already waited too many years to to be successful so even though we've never qualified for a major tournament we as a group not just us the players and the coaching staff you the 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 media the fans the nation we're all going to go for it Together and we're going to be front foot because what's the point in defending? Mm. We're already already losing like that, so let's actually try and win games. And this was—I felt this Euro two thousand and eighteen—it was so incredibly mm-hmm. chaotic. It was that philosophy to the nth degree. It is almost a cliche of terumness. Yeah,
1: but you and and absolutely to add to that, Andy, do you not think that that some sides because he wasn't in charge when they reached the semi-final in 2002
0: no senor Gunesh who's the coach now yeah
1: Yeah. but terim he is a, a very passionate man and 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 quite emotional and a side like turkey often passion and emotion if channeled um in the right way it can be as we know it can be such a powerful and incredible thing and it can also help some players perform to a higher level is that what he did with this lot you know it was kind of like you know and 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 turkey can be you know they can be very proud nation and and um and quite patriotic as well is that what he was doing really do you think just trying to funnel all that stuff
0: well, I think that's a huge part of being an international coach, mm. and I, th- I think if we um, look at this tournament and some of the other teams, like that's mm. what Luis Felipe Scolari did so well yeah. with, with with Portugal. You know, someone who it's interesting because in his case, he's not a native coach, mm. but someone who understood what it took to harness the the passion of a nation. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think the thing is with with, with Turkey that you can overlook. Is that that a really good set of players here as well? well Arda I Turan mean, we, was we,
1: he? He twenty-one or something. He was quite young at the time. Yeah, look at what he went yeah, on was. to achieve.
0: Yeah, that's one. right. I mean, it, as as you as you say, it was quite a, a young Arda Turan at the at, at the time. But then you look at players in their mid to late twenties mm-hmm. who who had been there and done it. Uh, I mean, the, the ones that spring to mind. Immediately, obviously, uh, Emre, who was mm-hmm. who's the captain, um, Semi senturk who scored some really important goals uh, during this tournament, and the aforementioned Nihat, who by that point had come really, really close to winning La Liga with Raul Sofiedad, um him up front with uh, Darko Kovačić in what was it two thousand and three, the, the the year they nearly won it, mm. and um, by by then was he recovered from a knee ligament injury and um, was still a very, very tricky customer. So there was quality throughout
1: that squad. Yeah. You mentioned semi-Semturk scoring, you know, one or two important goals. Is it fair to say that one of those goals would have been in the uh, quarterfinal against uh, Croatia?
0: A (laughs) hundred percent. And that is one of the craziest endings (laughs) that I've ever seen to a football match. And... Croatia were in bits at the end of that I mean remember they they, just to reiterate they took the lead through Ivan Klasnic in the 119th minute and Turkey went (laughs) more or less straight up the other end it was
1: amazing but
0: Semi scored the the equalizer and they they went on to win in in penalties in Mm -hmm. what I guess was the 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 miracle of Vienna yeah
1: but when you say that Croatia scored in 119th minute obviously you're correct with that but Croatia were well the better side before that. I mean, how on earth that the game went to extra time? And then in extra time, you think, well, come on, this is just, it's, it's going to happen. This was a decent Croatia side who topped their group, which involved Spain, um... And, and, you know, the good side, you know, a lot of names you'd recognize, obviously much younger at the time, but Chorluka, uh, Modric, uh, Kovac, Serna, Rakitic, Crankyard. Well,
0: they, they beat Germany in the group, didn't they?
1: It was. They beat Germany in the first round, uh, in the group stages. You know, it was a good side. Very, very good side. And and they battered Turkey in, in this game. Um, yeah. And so when they did score in the 119th minute, obviously they went mad because any side would do if you think you'd won the game but it was also a case of finally we didn't you know we didn't let them get it to penalties if you see what (laughs) i mean it was like oh for goodness i thought there was so there was there was jubilation there was celebration but there was also a bit of relief as well and when you have all of that immediately taken from you and into penalties you thought well there's only going to be one winner here
0: yeah, that's absolutely right, and it, it felt at that moment for for, for Turkey almost, almost like fate. Really, mm. um, the way they turned it round uh, right at the end, and of course,
1: Turkey, what a Turkey as well. British,
0: Yeah, it was, it was incredible. <laughs> uh, and Turkey, uh, well, Sorry, Croatia missed three of their four in the in the shootout. Yeah, and you look at you look at the guys who missed the penalties: mm. Modric, Rakitic and Petric. um yeah Mladen petrich mm. as well he was so so good for in the bundesliga for borussia dortmund for such a long time so it was it was a remarkable remarkable win yeah. and by the time they get to the semi final in basel against germany mm-hmm. you do get that sense from turkey at yeah we're playing with house money let's <laughs> to, let's let's totally go for it yeah
1: yeah yeah well again you you look at the late goals they've scored Comeback kings, as we say, da 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 And again, that feeds into the point about T- T- Fatty Terum, the way he sets them up, the way it's blood, guts and thunder, you know, die with your boots on or, or whatever the words were to that effect. That all, you know, they never knew they were beaten. It, it feeds into all that kind of stuff. You know, you, you you couldn't put them down. And of course, in the semi-final, they play Germany. And uh, and they go 1-0 up, which was quite strange. A little bit Schweinsteiger equalised soon after. And then they're 2-1 down fairly late on... And again, Semi took equalisers in the 86th minute. And you think, oh, hang about. We've seen this routine before. But Germany did to them what they'd done to other sides. And Philipp Lahm scored in the 90th minute to put Germany through. But it, it took all of that to knock them out of the tournament.
0: I mean, I have to say, the adventurous of the fullbacks was absolutely <laughs> off the scale in that. You, th- you talk about that that semi equaliser. Uh, it, was, it was brilliantly set up by Sabri, the, the the right back. It just properly got to the line, and all Semi had to do was just really guide it mm. in at the the near post. That that was a shock to Germany. They thought they'd won it by then, and then, I don't, like, if you were watching an edited version of that rather than the actual game. Mm. You would have thought that Philip Lam popped up to score the winning goal because Sabri hadn't got back yet, (laughs) (laughs) because it's just in the gap behind him, isn't it? It, And you know that that's that's just typical of this mm. this Turkey team, just going for it and 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 leaving gaps. I mean, there were so many faults Mm -hmm. in this performance, but the way that they went for Germany from from the off. I mean I, I still think even after the semi equalizer maybe the moment that turns it when it's when it's 1-1 is the Rostu the goalkeeper who you know did, did so brilliantly at home the move for Barcelona when it, it felt like he totally deserved it but it didn't work out for him and by this point he's supplanted by Volkan. Volkan can't play mm-hmm. in the semi, so Rushdieu comes back in and he comes miles out, throws mm. himself at a cross, doesn't make it. And all Miroslav closer who is as good as attacking headers of the ball get, yeah. really just has to do is is just get his head on mm. it. And, and it's a goal. And that's, that's a really unfortunate moment and the moment that
1: you feel that it started to slip away from them. Yeah, but they did equalize though, Andy. They did, did they did what I quite like though is that Lam scores in the ninetieth minute and Yogi Love takes off Miroslav closer and puts a defender on for those last couple <laughs> because he's just thinking, I know this Turkish side. I know what they're capable of. We're having another man at the back there because we are not going to suffer the same fate that other teams have against them and uh, and uh, uh, and that was that. but it was I mean it was funny actually because I'd sort of forgotten about this Turkish side in two thousand and eight. I remember. Uh, the Russian side, who who lost in the other semi-final to Spain three 0 how they um uh, uh, surprised a few people, but but really uh, Turkey were the side that was perhaps the most surprising because you know when when Russia did come up against Spain and obviously it was a decent Spain side, yeah three 0 sort of fairly convincing, but this Turkish side, you know, they did push Germany all the way and uh, and they they were great to watch and scored a lot of goals. Yeah, they really
0: were, and you know I I know you talk a lot. Spells about sliding doors moments in football. When you look at the final, which was mm-hmm. a worthy but not thrill a minute spectacle yeah. between Germany and Spain, uh, and Spain were the best side and deserved to win the tournament. I just wonder like it, it would have been like such a different game. Yeah. Turkey versus Spain in the final, yeah, yeah. it would have been like a different sport, yeah. really. Um, it, it would have been fascinating to, to watch that, that sort of poise and measure mm-hmm. that Spain have against this sort of chaotic attacking, leave the back door open mm-hmm. and... Um, sort of beast really I I think it would have been absolutely fascinating
1: I do but I think Spain would have picked them off quite handedly though as the game wore on because I think Turkey would have just been so emotionally gone um having having used up a lot of their energy and so on I just say yeah I think I think Spain would have won but you know the game didn't happen so we're now just uh Mm. um, it's just pure speculation but this Turkish side they, they were great to watch they lit up that tournament as well and that'll be a side that um I'm sure people in Turkey look back fondly. You know, they, they did the damnedest. It was only a late goal against Germany in the semi-final that stopped them. And of course, in their footballing history, as we mentioned at the start, they haven't played in that many tournaments. They haven't uh, qualified for many, and yet they have reached two semi-finals in recent years uh, and have this sort of very odd and intriguing record.
0: They're really there as filler, are they? Mm. If 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 they've come along, yeah. um, they've bought their swimming trunks and their dinner suit,
1: <laughs> and uh, and and you don't want to get those two confused.
0: <laughs> unfortunately they did a couple of times yeah. but well, <laughs> you know that was all, all part of the fun
1: I think we could agree um, yes. lovely old job well there we are ladies and gentlemen that was, a, that was good Andy um, revisiting the Turkish side from 2008 if you, if you can't remember that or you haven't re-watched any of those clips then, then do treat yourselves particularly that ending of the game uh, which they played against Croatia it's just stunning stuff um, so uh, so there we are right Andy and I'll be back next week with another team of our lives ladies and gentlemen see you then The Football Ramble is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creative Network